Welcome to Boating Industry Insider, where we talk to executives, thought leaders, and movers and shakers from both inside and outside the marine industry. Now here's your host, David G. Boat sales, everyone's favorite subject, right? Well, we are talking boat sales with Jack Ellis, founder of InfoLink, who doesn't sell boats for a living, but he tracks boats for a living. I'm David G, host of Boating Industry Insider. Welcome back to Miami, Miami International Boat Show, and welcome to our special guest, Jack Ellis. Hi, David. Thank you for having me. It is good to see you. Jack has been uh, one of our breakout speakers at Elevate the last couple of years, Atlanta and Orlando, and uh, always glad to have him and his insights uh, included in Market Data Book as well for Boating Industry, and uh, now we're just going to talk about sales. So I heard a little bit about 2022, uh, kind of an interesting year. What are you seeing so far and kind of what are you hearing at the show kind of anecdotally about how things are going? So far in 2023? Yeah. Well, I, I hear the show's going well, but it's way too early to, yeah. to predict what's going on in, in 2023. We have some headwinds yeah. that we're likely to be facing. And I talked a little bit about it at, at Elevate and that we have a, an awful lot of late model year pre-owned inventory that's going to be sitting out in the market, uh, also competing for, for new boat sales. But generally speaking, I think we're in, we're in super shape because we have all of those new boats and all those new boat buyers out in the marketplace spending money in, in the marine industry because we have to be mindful of the fact that it's not just about new boats. There's, there's, there's a lot of other products and services associated with our, our industry that is uh, generating revenue for, for our industry. When we heard from you at, at the Boating Industry Elevate Summit Conference in November, we were we hadn't officially wrapped up the year. So, but you know, you you certainly were at the end of the selling season in November. Now that we're, you've got a, a couple of months of of perspective. How do you see 2022? Kind of sum it up. Yeah, I think I think we have to look at 2022 in perspective, and, and we talked a little bit about that at, at Elevate. In that, hey, let's face it. 20 and 21 were anomalies. These were probably once-in-a-lifetime occurrences that we will unlikely see again. In fact, to some extent, maybe we don't want to see it uh, see it again. Um, so to be fair, one has to compare 2022 sales to pre-pandemic levels. And if you do that, you know, sales are still down a hair, but you're only talking about 5% across the, the entire market when you compare 2019 to 2022. And there again, you have to be mindful of the fact that in 2019, we had gone through about 10 years of uninterrupted growth. So 2019 was a great year. We were quite happy at that point. And as we, as we started to go into the pandemic, of course, everyone was thinking, oh, God, you know, what's going to happen here? And of course, that's, that, that's history now. But, but generally speaking, I think 2022 has been a really good year. And we also have to be mindful of the fact that this is a, a really a market of multiple segments. Right. right. So s- some of the boating segments did quite well. In fact, if you look at it, it's the, the boats that are more family oriented. Sales were actually up in 2022 versus 2019. It was the boats that are a little less family-oriented that, that were down. Uh, the, certainly the, the, the smaller John boats and even some of the smaller fishing boats. So if it's family-oriented, it's done quite well in 2022. And so let's, let's name some of those categories. Pontoons uh, have really been quite a story, haven't they? They have. They, they've been on, on a growth trajectory for quite some time. And, and, and we just talked about it. It's a family vehicle, if you will. 
it's a platform from which the family can participate in multiple activities, not only in the pontoon boat itself, but you can you, you can you can tie the towboat alongside and send the kids off on that. You've got the PWCs and the like. So yeah, that's that's been a hugely growing category for quite some time. You know, I'm I'm old enough to remember pontoons being kind of just a couple of uh, uh, silver aluminum tubes strapped together with a little bit of decking on top, and uh, uh, I, I just every time I come to a boat show, I'm just astonished at how far those things have come. They are really they're pretty fancy these days. Yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. Can, can you believe the power that they're yeah. putting on these things? Yeah. To, you know, twin three hundred horsepower yeah. engines in some cases, yeah. and just all the goodies. Yeah, it's a completely different boat than, than grandpa's yes. pontoon boat. Yeah, and, and I, I kind of have to get over my uh, prejudice from, you know, because it was grandpa's boat at the cabin uh, was, you know, totally my idea of, of the pontoon boat. And, and now, as you say, I mean, they're, they have, I'm not sure I want to go 80 miles an hour in a pontoon, but it's, it's possible. <laughs> and and, and the, the, uh, the other segment, of course, and everyone knows this, is, is the, the, the towboat segment. Yeah. That has been on a similar tra- trajectory in terms of, of growth, just smaller numbers of units, yeah. um, and so th- th- that's done well. And and interestingly, the the larger, essentially the, uh, the what we categorize as the offshore saltwater fishing boats, right. they've been on, they've just exploded. And you can see that here at the show. Right. They're all over the place, and they've got twip trips and quads and everything on them. Uh, so, so that's done extremely well over the past several years as well. And waiting lists, I hear. You know, I've heard a couple manufacturers uh, have sales conversations, and people say, "Yeah, I'm interested," and say, "Yeah, you know, put your name on a waiting list." So it's still kind of unusual. It is. I mean, it's a different. It's a different market. Yeah. The, the people that are buying those boats, um, they're not quite as worried about it, interest rates and the like. Yeah. So they, they're, they're saying, yeah, put me on the list. I, I want one of these. I deserve one of these. I want one of these. I'm going to get one of these. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear about the, the, the wake sport, uh, the water to boat category. That is my orientation. Grew up uh, uh, water skiing, surfing, wakeboarding, and, and uh, yeah, pretty much, you know, low double digit growth for, for almost since the, the recession of 07, 08. Yes, it, 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 it has been. Um, I would say it's probably, like I said earlier, it's probably growing over the period since the recession. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but gosh, I'd say an average year over year, probably eight, nine percent, perhaps a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look at the numbers, but yeah. that's from memory. Yeah, well, that is good news. Let's talk about... Uh, so. First day of the show, I was actually in the media center and overhearing a conversation someone had. He was talking to a broker and broker was saying, yeah, you know, people, my, my, my clients are, are traveling again. They're going to Europe again. They're going to Disney World again. Uh, they're finding they're not using the boats quite as much. And I expect, or this broker expects, uh, kind of anecdotally, that there would be a glut of used boats, slightly gently used boats coming on the market in the next year or two. When will we get a sense of the habits of the pandemic purchasers and whether or not they're going to continue in boating or exit 
at, at the numbers that they have historically over the decades? Yeah, it's a super question. So we're, we're getting that. Uh, we're getting that question. And we have been almost since the middle yeah, of the pandemic. Exactly. Yeah. People say, well, so when are these people yeah. going to sell their boats and, and, yeah. and decide, oh, yeah, that was fine, I'm out. Obviously, you can't measure that until right. some time has gone by. And, and we probably won't have a true measure of that for, for a little bit. But it is something we've been taking a peek at. And again, here, I'm going, I'm going to use some estimates because I don't have a computer in front of me. But one of the things that we monitor is the rate at which new boats, boats that were purchased new, enter the pre-owned boat market. And on average, over the past several years prior to the pandemic, about 12% of all new boats uh, enter the pre-owned uh, market within the, the current and following two years. So that's kind of our basis, so about, about 12%. Uh, we've looked at this for people who bought boats in 2020, and that percentage is, is about 16 approaching 17%. So it is a little mm -hmm. bit higher. So, mm -hmm. so we are seeing a slightly higher incidence of people who bought boats during the pandemic uh, selling those boats. But it's not alarming. That's not something that concerns me all that much. You know, it, it, it could be a built-in anomaly, but we're only talking a difference of you know, 12 to 16 mm -hmm. or 17%. It's, it's not as though people are unloading the boats by, by any stretch. Um, that being said, just by virtue of the fact that there, we've been building so many boats in the, in the past several years, there will be a lot of late model premium boats out in the marketplace available for sale. I love how you can just, I mean, we're, we're sitting here just on a, on a bench on the second floor of the Miami Beach Convention Center. Uh, you don't have notes, you don't have anything, you're just talking off the top of your head some really specific numbers. You must just kind of live this stuff. Well, I'm a data geek, and I and I love boats. This 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 probably like you. This 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 show. It's like it's like a it's like a candy store wrapped in whipped cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's funny, and, and I, I was saying this to folks earlier. What what I find fascinating is that people. I, I can't imagine how difficult and maybe frustrating it must be for people, especially first-time boat buyers, to walk into this place thinking, I want to buy a boat, and you look around, and there's just so many choices. And most of it just looks it's fabulous. I want that one, that one, and that one. And, and one has to make a decision. I, I can't imagine being in that position. Well, it's a, you know, hey, yeah. if you're if you're in that position, it's a good position to be in. You know, I like choices. Uh, I I'd not seen a, a recent generation, you know, center console for a while. Uh, living in Minnesota until a couple of years ago, and and uh, came down to Ibex, and and they were displaying all these you know big fishing boats and center console, and yeah, and that that market has has really exploded the last couple of years. It, it, it has, yeah. We talked about it a little bit earlier. It, it's it really has has grown, um, and I, I don't want to say it's at the expense mm -hmm. of a, of another segment, but um, the generally speaking, the inboard kind of uh, sport fish boats we're seeing less of those uh, being sold these years in favor of, and I don't think it's surprised anyone, but in favor of these really large outboard powered center consoles. And I think part of it is just the way the boats are being used. People of this generation are less apt to be going out and spending the night on these boats right. where they need exactly. those accommodations. Yeah. They're, they're going out with, with their, their friends and family to, right. to go fishing, sometimes not fishing. Right. I think a lot of these boats, while they, they look like fishing boats, they're not being used yeah. for fishing.
yeah. especially here in, in, in Miami. Yeah, exactly. Talk about, let, let's talk a little bit about electric. Uh, last couple of years, it seems like every time I come to the show, there's a few more electric models, there's a little more energy, there's uh, just, you know, a little more buzz about it. What is your sense about it as a, as a segment and just what do you think about it? You know, we're at, it's at its infancy. It's, I think it's going to be a while before we see uh, a lot of boats out there that are, that are electric powered, but uh, we, we are getting a lot of questions mm-hmm. about you know, how, how are we going to monitor this. And there's some challenges because um, electricity is a, is a form of uh, power. It, it's, it's not a type of, of boat, so it's not something that's captured on a registration uh, necessarily. Oh, interesting. And in, in most of the electric boats that we're going to see, uh, certainly initially and probably in the long term, are going to be outboard-powered yeah. electric engines. Um, so it, it's something that we're trying to figure out, you know, how can that be monitored uh, o- over time? Because it, it, it certainly will grow, and there's applications uh, for, for, for these engines that make a lot of sense. So Alex Mangione, uh, the CEO of, of Vision Marine from up in Canada, was a, a host, uh, was a guest on Boating Industry Insider, and he has an outboard here, uh, set a, a, a outboard record of 109 miles an hour with with his electric. So when someone buys a, a Vision Marine equipped outboard, that shows up on a registration as an outboard, not an electric outboard. Is that correct? That's. Correct. It, it it shows up as an outboard boat in theory. Okay. The 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 Coast Guard has has dictated essentially to the states that you must capture a uh, a form of uh, of power, and then that power is typically gasoline, diesel, mm-hmm. uh, electric. And I think that's it. So in theory, it's supposed to be captured as part of the registration. We're just not seeing that happening quite yet to the point that it's a it's a reliable measure. But we think that's going to become more reliable over time, and that will be a means by which to at least get a, get a sense. One of the other challenges with, with the electric is while electric boats are, in fact, mechanically propelled, I don't think that a lot of the buyers of these boats, especially the smaller ones, recognize the, the fact that they're supposed to register a boat with a with an electric engine on them. So we may not right now. One of the concerns is the ability to actually measure to get a full measure of that of that full marketplace. Okay. What do you like best about? Let's talk about the as we wind our way down here towards the end. And, and uh, it's been a great conversation. I, I always enjoy talking with you. I feel like I get a real strong snapshot of the industry. What do you like most about this specific show? What's what's fun about it for you? Uh, frankly, because it's my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy yeah. to come to. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the other is this, is this is the show where we get to see a, a lot of our, of our clients that we've been fortunate to have for, gosh, 25 plus years. And it's, it's, um, it's like coming home. I mean, it's so, so many people uh, come down for the show. And I, I'd say it's primarily it. so many folks come in for the show. Uh, more so than than others. I mean, how do you blame them in the middle of the winter? Why not come down to Miami? But I'd say it's my favorite part of the show, for sure. When you have walked the show, when you've overheard conversations, when you've watched interactions, uh, how would you couch it? Cautiously cautiously optimistic, excited? Uh, What's your sense right now of, of the year ahead? 
Yeah, so again, I think I, I tend to look at the the marine industry in a, from a more holistic standpoint, and I'm super optimistic. I, I think the the, the 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 industry as a whole is going to have a great year. Um, to the extent that we we talk about new boats, because it's it's it, it's a measure. It's not the only measure, but it's the measure that people that are most uh, familiar with. There's going to be some some challenges, and and, and I don't have to repeat them. I right, think right. You know, people are familiar Aware. with the interest yeah. rates and, and everything else. So it's going to be a challenging year relative to new boat sales. But I think, generally speaking, with with all the people out there who have bought boats over the past several years. Mm-hmm that need all the goodies to go on the boats and, and, and places to go and, and, and people to spend time with them. I, I think I, I'm very, very optimistic about 2023. Hey, thanks for spending some time with us. It was really, really enjoyable. Oh, thank you, Dave. You know, I, I always enjoy speaking with you. Yeah. Thank you. Jack Ellis, founder of InfoLink, giving us the lowdown on boat sales from the numbers perspective. Thanks to Jack Ellis, our guest. Thanks to you for listening. I'm David G. For Boating Industry Insiders, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. We'll see you on the water. So long, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this edition of Boating Industry Insider. We'd love your feedback or let us know if you have any ideas for future episodes. Happy boating.